Father, we thank you that as we meet together as a family, you are here. And we come not to hear a word or hear a thought. We come to receive something from you. And today we know that we need your power. We know that our community, our region and our nation needs you to break out. And we ask, start with us. Start in our lives because without you, we can't do anything. We need your power. And Holy Ghost, we welcome you right now to move in this place. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you take a seat? Now, I'm going to follow a bit on from Bishop John. He preached a great message last week, and I had no idea what he preached but uh, until I heard it on Thursday. But really just want to flow on from there. And I've titled this message, Power Crisis. Okay, and I, I just want to kind of illustrate the crisis that we are facing. People all around the world are saying that our society is facing a big issue. Secularism, it's a new term for basically godlessness, is rampant everywhere. Not just in New Zealand, but all over the place. And depression and hopelessness are massive issues around the world, but especially with our young people. But not just our young people, more everywhere. Suicide is scary, and you probably have heard this, but just to get you thinking in the right place. Suicide is the leading cause of death in our teenagers across our nation. It causes more deaths than cancer and car accidents combined. And we have to go, man, that's an issue. Our suicide rates for those 25 and under are the second worst in the developed world. Our teenage rates, 15 to 19, is the worst. And it's so bad that it actually skews the whole of the world average because it's so high. I want to show you a graph just because I can picture things better. The rate of 15.6 suicides per 100,000 is twice as high as the US and five times as high as Britain. These are our kids. This is our nation. And why am I painting you that? Because you're probably not. Because you've got to see, we've got an issue here. We've got an issue right across the nation, and we've got to do something about it. Reports are saying there's a toxic mix of very high rates of family violence, child abuse, child poverty, and we have to address this. That's the bad, bad news. And it's scary, and we need to think about it. But I think there's an even bigger problem going on. The bigger problem that New Zealand, and to be honest, the world has, is that they're trying to fix problems like these, spiritual problems through human effort. And my issue is, is we're not going to really make a dent on this unless we actually stop and go, how are we going to bring change? See, I want to say this again. You can't fight a spiritual problem through human wisdom and hard work. It just won't work. It's not going to do it. We have to understand we can't fix it. And until we get that revelation, it's not going to cause us to fall to our knees. It's not going to cause us to cry out to God like we've never done before because actually we're just trying to do it in our own strength. And the Bible's pretty clear. It doesn't work. Ephesians 6 verse 12, if you're taking notes, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in, in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So I want to make it clear. So we set the tone. 
My conclusion is, church, the body of Christ in New Zealand, not just New Zealand, but the church, we have a power crisis because we're looking at issues that our society is facing. We're saying, what are we going to do about it? And we try to do it in our own strength. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, we have a power crisis. Turn to the person you didn't turn to and tell them that we have a power crisis. A spiritual power crisis, that's what we have. And, and I was at a conference not that long ago, and if you know church world much at all, there's this guy named Craig Groeschel, and he's, he pastors one of the biggest, fastest growing churches in the Western world. And he was speaking there, and he basically turned around and said, looking at New Zealand, it's amazing to see some of these large churches, because his take as a church of 100 people and attendance in New Zealand is like a church of a thousand people in the United States. And that's not because of population base. That's because of the hardness of hearts and the hard spiritual climate. These are leaders from around the world who are looking at our nation that used to be God's own, that used to be a nation that feared God and saying, you guys are so hard and so secular that to grow a church to 100 people is like growing a church to 1,000 people in the United States. We've got a spiritual crisis on our hands. But the good news is when it's dark, the light can shine brighter. When it's dark, it's time for the church to rise up like never before. It's time for people to turn to Jesus like never before. But we cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen on that? We cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot bring change to our high schools. We can't bring change to our generation or the generations below us or above us without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that we have to do something about it. Because you know what? It's our responsibility. No one else is going to do it. If the church doesn't do it, we're not going to see things change. It's just a little bit like those 10 virgins in Matthew 25. Five were wise and they, they saw the times and they were ready and they had the oil. They had the Holy Spirit with them. The other five weren't wise and they just went on with their daily lives. And when it was time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. See, the thing is we need the Holy Spirit and to be what God has called us to be individually and corporately, we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts is so clear about it. We need the reality and power of God in our lives, but we need it flowing through us so that everyone around us goes, oh, that's not religion, that's reality. And I, I think that's the problem, to be honest. We're trying to go out there and tell them about Jesus and they look at us and go, but you're no different than me. You've got nothing different about you. There's nothing flowing through you. And that's why we've got a power crisis because nothing's going on. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. I love this verse. This is Paul saying, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now, I just want to be really clear here. This doesn't mean that in every moment you should be seeing a miracle, but you should be seeing God flowing through you and doing something, and right from a young age. Now, the reason why I am so um, convinced on this, maybe that's a, best, a better word, or passionate about it, 
is because when I was 11 years old, I was at a Christian school in the top of the South Island, and I had this principal, and he came to me, and he said, you know what, at your age, you guys can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, but more than that, you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. And from that moment of 11 years of age, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, knowing that I'm not just the Christian. I've got Christ really living inside of me, there, working. And the truth is, if we don't, we're missing out on what it really means to have a personal relationship where Christ is with us, in us, flowing through us, empowering us and helping us. And the truth is, without that, we're trying to invite people along to a religion, not a relationship. And honestly, I don't want religion. Religion is dead. Religion is like, oh, I go to church on a Sunday, tick the box, and I go away. But relationship is I come to church on a Sunday to be with other believers and get stirred up again, and I go out and I live out my faith every moment of every day. And I want to say that is when you start seeing change. That's when you start seeing the statistics turn around because we've got the actual power of Christ working through us. And the truth is, we're probably looking for that without realizing it. We're looking for more without knowing that that's what we're after. And without it, we can't really be what God's called us to be and we can't be the church without the power of the Holy Spirit. So, This morning, I really do just want to whet your appetite and say, church, we need to do something about this. We have to do something about it because there is more. And I know you're probably hungry. God, I I know there's more. I I, I know there's more. You want me to do more. I want to see more change. But you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say in Zechariah? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, by the empowering. That is what we need. That is what we need working in our lives. So just making sure that I've, I've mentioned point one so that I'm not racing ahead of my slides. So point one, again, was you can't fix a spiritual problem through human effort. Point two, the power of God is not for the church on a Sunday, but for people Monday to Sunday. See, the truth is, Jesus didn't go and send the Holy Spirit so that on a Sunday morning we could feel a touch. He sent the Holy Ghost so that we could be empowered, so that we could be the church Monday to Sunday. The truth is we actually need to be more church-like at high school on a Sunday, at work, on Monday, at work on Tuesday, in the community on Wednesday than we need to be On Sunday, we need to experience more of the Holy Ghost flowing through us out on the streets. And that doesn't mean you need to start shaking or doing something. That means you need to be able to go, oh God, there's a need. How can I chat with them? Oh God, I I see my friend there and they're looking like there's no purpose to life. God, I want to just pray for them for a week. God, and give me the opportunity to invite them along. And when you invite them along to church or a life group or something, it can't be dead or boring. It's got to be alive and real, right? Because they're not looking for something dead and boring. They might as well stay asleep in bed. Uh, You know, know, like I'm being honest. 
The world is looking for something that's real, but we need to have something that's real. We need to have it, because if we don't have it first, we can't give it, we can't share it, we can't do something about it. So we have to do something about that. 1 Corinthians, did I, no, I didn't say that, 4 verse 20 says, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Or the message translation says it this way, God's way is not a, a mere matter of talk, it's an empowered life. It's empowered, and that is what we need, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus said, wait. You remember, you, you're, some of you will know in Acts and the end of the Gospels, he said, wait. He said, stay here. He said, don't do anything. I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And the problem is we're going without the Holy Spirit. And we may have the Holy Spirit, but we're actually not allowing him to work in our lives. And we have to do that if we're going to bring the change that God wants us to. There's a great verse. And really, I want to camp on this for a moment. Is Luke 24 verse 49. What comes next, this is from the message translation, is very important. This is Jesus speaking. I am sending you what my Father promised to you, so stay here in the city until He arrives, until you're equipped with power from on high. Another translation says, until you're clothed with power from on high. Now, we can all understand clothed better than equipped. Because all of you are clothed this morning, thank goodness. And you didn't dare walk out of your house not clothed, did you? Did anyone have a thought about walking out of their home this morning not being clothed? No, I didn't think so. And if you did, you weren't brave enough to raise your hand anyway. Because that would be not normal, right? That would be not normal. You'd probably get arrested for walking out of your home not clothed. Are we right? Yeah, can you picture this? Paul, very good, Pastor Paul. No, he cannot picture this. That's very good. Pastor Paul's probably arrested somebody for doing exactly that. But we don't want to hear that story. But can, can you picture this right now? You would not dare walk out of your house not clothed. But we would, but we do it all the time. We do it all the time. We walk out of our house and it's not that the Holy Spirit's not with us, but it's like we've just left him there. Now, I have got a better example than this that you're going to understand. See, clothed is like putting something on. Now, I'm not young. I'm now 40, which means for all you guys, I'm old, right? Yeah, that's all right. I, I can handle it. Okay, I'm not quite 40 yet. It happens next year. But anyway, I don't need glasses yet. I'm praying that one day I want, uh, that it's a long way off. But, you know, if you do need glasses, it's a day when you get this revelation you need glasses. And so the smart thing to do is put them on and wear them, right? Okay, you guys are all laughing because I look, look stupid, but it's all right. Okay, I can handle looking stupid for Christ. Okay, but you've got to wear glasses. Now, imagine if you were silly enough to jump in your car and go, ah, oh, the doctor said, I need glasses, but I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to leave my glasses at home and go driving. That would be silly, right? That would be very silly because all of a sudden when you're wearing this, you, you've got the ability to see clearly. When you step into that reality that you need glasses, all of a sudden you can see better. 
hopefully you're probably going to look better too. For myself, maybe not. But anyway, you understand. Okay, but you see better. You look different. That's the same as the Holy Spirit. When you're clothed with the Holy Spirit, things look different. You have a different perspective on life. You're empowered to actually see the world the way you should. You're better equipped to do stuff. Now, the other thing with glasses, and I don't really know, but I imagine if you wear glasses, you're probably less likely to go out and play rugby. You're going to act a little different, maybe a little bit more grown up like you should. I don't know. But do you, do you know what I mean? Because otherwise they're going to break. But just the thought of when you've got the Holy Spirit on you, you look different. You see different. You're empowered to do different and you act different. But that's what we should be like. And I want to say for many of us, we're walking out of home unclothed, spiritually unclothed. We've got this, we've got this power that we could have, but we don't have. And let me tell you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail at what Christ has asked us to do if we don't have that power. Is everyone catching this? And it's really important to grab this. So think about this. The other way of looking at it, and I was talking about, um, talking about this with my wife, Jody, because I know you need to capture these illustrations. See, the whole we are like extension cables, right? We can be long extension cables because we're tall. We can have be short extension cables because we're short. They could be all different colors, white, yellow, orange, black, you, you name it, extension cables. But guess what? An extension cable is actually useless. It's actually useless. Have you ever tried to tow a car with an extension cable? No. Okay. The only reason an extension cable is good, if you've got something to plug it into, if there's power to plug it in. And, and see, I want to say, for some of you, you're an extension cable and you're just sitting there. And you, you look like an extension cable. You look like a Christian. You act like a Christian. But you, you're not plugged into anything. Okay, the next area, you could be a Christian, an extension cable, and you can be plugged in. Okay? But I want to say, if I can do this, you can be plugged in. And I want to say this is even worse. You're plugged in. You look like you've got everything sorted. The Bible would call this a hypocrite. Because you're all plugged in, but you're not turned on. You, you, you haven't flicked the switch. Still no good. Just looks a little better. Do, do, you, do you get the picture? It's exactly what it's like. You've got to flick the switch, and then all of a sudden, you're exactly what you're made for. And you can bring change. You can do what you've been called to do. The Holy Spirit is what we have been given as Christians and we need to live in it. So whether you use the glasses or the extension cable, we need to walk into this. And what I want to be clear about is God doesn't just want to move around us. He wants to guide and empower us. See, the Holy Spirit isn't just for shaking. I mean, I, I read this article about Generation X and, and they have an issue. They have an issue because many of them have grown up in church. And if you've been part of the Toronto Blessing, you know, when you, people were flay, uh, slain in the Spirit and stuff like that, and they made this statement, Generation X has seen their parents slain in the church on Sunday and then divorced on Monday. 
and, and it hit me. It's like, it's not about divorce. It's about the fact that they get touched by the Spirit of God. But actually, it doesn't change their life. It doesn't make any difference. And see, the coming generations, they need to see us with real power. Not power that causes us to shake or do anything like that, but power that changes our lives. Power that equips us and enables us. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And until we have it, we can't do it. We can't do what God's called us to do. See, God is not working for us. He's working through us. Let me say that again. He's not working for us. He's working through us. Just like an extension cable. The power isn't there for us to just feel good or be touched. It's for us to bring change. And we have to step into that reality. I think, from my take, we are in a power crisis, and we have to really see this. We have to see where we are, what's going on. And the truth is God wants us to bring change. God wants us to live different. And, it, and let me tell you, it's actually impossible without the Holy Ghost. Right now you're hearing, I, I want to say that again. You cannot be a Christian to the extent that God wants you to be without the power of God working through you. It's actually impossible because there's so much pressure from everywhere else trying to pull you one way and cause you to do something else that you actually need the power of the Holy Ghost working in you. But the power crisis that I see is that we even get to that stage. Yeah, I need the Holy Spirit, but we don't start activating that every day. You know, when you, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, where you start speaking in tongues, people even do that and then leave that on the sideline, like leaving their glasses at home. They don't speak in tongues every day. They don't develop that relationship that they've got with the Holy Spirit. And I love the fact that we have the spirit man inside of us where we can really exercise and use the gifts that God has given us. And the truth is, can I just be honest? The best person I know at seeing people baptized in the Holy Spirit because they've been doing it for years is Pastor Paul. He's been doing it all the time. But today, I want us to step into a fresh reality because if we're going to see this region changed, we're not going to do it in our own human effort. We're going to do it through the power of God. And until we have the power flowing through us, until we have it personally, we are not going to be able to see any of our family members saved to the extent we want them to. The truth is we can't. We can go out and talk to them. We can, we can go and be an extension cable not plugged in and we can do something with it. But it's different when you've got the power flowing through you. And that is what it's about, right? I don't want to do it in my own strength. I'm, I'm not as strong as I need to be. I'm certainly not as smart as I need to be. But with God, I can do all things, right? We know that. Now, I want to ask the band to come back right now because really the truth is this is a message where we actually have to do something about. This, is about, this isn't about head knowledge. This is about stepping into something fresh and something new. And this morning, I don't know your journey. I don't know where you've come from. And I don't know what your church background history is, but the Bible, the Bible that we read is pretty clear. Jesus came, He died on the cross so that we could have our sins forgiven and He went. 
for, from my point of view, for one reason that he went, he went so the Holy Spirit could come. Because there's one thing that, the, that always puzzles me is the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus says, when I go, you will do greater things than I did. You know what? One of the ways we do greater things is because every one of us can be at many different places at one time doing amazing things for God. But when Jesus was here, he was only could be in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit is everywhere. Wherever you are, he can be. And we can see change to Northland. We can see change to every area that we go to, but it's got to be with the power of God. And the truth is, that is how we've been created to live and breathe and operate and work, is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Is everyone catching this this morning? We have a crisis on our hands because the church is trying to be the church without Christ, without the power of the Holy Ghost, without God working through them. And we can only change a little bit in our own strength. But if we're really going to see our nation change, we need the power to turn up, not just on Sunday, but on Monday to Sunday. Right? And so there's two things that really we can do. Well, there's three things we can do with this message. One, we can ignore it. We can leave our glasses at home. We can stay unclothed. Two, we can go, man, I've never seen that and I need to start getting the Holy Spirit in my life. Or three, man, I used to have the Holy Spirit really operating in my life and I need to stir that gift up again. I need to get that going. And really, there's only those three responses. We have to do something about it because it's not enough. And the truth is, if you've really got the Spirit working, there's always more. There's always more. You can always exercise those muscles. You can always go to the spiritual gym more and get things pumping and happening even more. So in this moment, we're going to respond. We're going to do something about this. And and my take is there are people here in this room and you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost. You've never started speaking in tongues. And you know, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit turned up straight away, without any teaching, without any understanding, without anything happening, those 120 in upper room, they started speaking in tongues. It just happened. Why? Because that's what comes out of you. That's the flowing out, overflowing. And this morning, some people may start speaking in tongues, but a whole lot of you might get the appetite to, man, there's so much more, and I need to step into something more. I need to step into all that God has got for me. So in this moment, I want everyone to stand to their feet. We're going to sing Holy Spirit Come. And, and I want you not to sing this, but I want you to make this a cry in your heart. So right across this room, let's start singing it and making it a cry. And let's start creating the atmosphere for what God wants to do right now. So let's sing it out. <laughs> 